Welcome everybody to the Mongols Preview Show. I am Justin here with Laura Ellen. Hey. I was gonna do the introduction, okay? But Go ahead. you took it. What up, everybody? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I don't think we've ever just recorded just the two of us, so this will be interesting. Well, before we get too far, we're sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team, roughneckscarves.com. We're also sponsored by Icarus FC. If you need a cool jersey and don't want the same five templates that Nike and Adidas do, uh, go check out Icarus FC. They'll do a good job for you. They'll do it pretty cheap, and they're good quality jerseys. So go check them out. And we are a part of the Beautiful Game Network of podcasts. Laura Ellen, we are... <laughs> well, first of all, I have to ask, we were just recording concurrent interviews. Uh, you and Liz were doing Soccer Better. Tell us a little bit about what Soccer Better is and maybe what you guys are currently doing. Yeah, so Liz, I am sure that most of you know her. I hope that you do. She is the lovely wife of Josh, who is on the main show most weeks. Um, anyway, but she and I, um, have a lot of education between the two of us. I don't think we've counted up our total years of education, but it's way too much. Um, and so we like being super nerdy with each other. And so we sit down and have conversations about nerdy things and we like talking about soccer. And so I believe last year, uh, yeah, I, I think it was last year we came up with the idea of doing a show called Soccer Better. And we did a, a first series of three or four episodes that were topically based. Uh, but now we've decided to look at one research article at a time. And so our episodes tend to be a bit shorter, uh, which I'm sure folks will appreciate. But we really kind of dig in, see what the research is talking about, seeing what the main uh, results of the research are and then we talk about how we can apply it to our lives and how we can do life better and how we can do soccer better and what we can do to make soccer a more welcoming and inclusive place and so uh, yeah we release the first and third Saturday of every month I'm super excited about it Liz is super excited about it we just enjoy talking with each other so I definitely think you should listen um and share it with some of your super nerdy friends. And yeah, let us know what you think. You can follow us on Twitter at BGN Soccer Better and let us know um, how terrible we are or nerdy or whatever you want to do. Um, but I'm going to stop talking now because, yeah, I'm sure you're sick of me talking. No, I could no. talk. I could talk nerdy for a long time. No, I know. I mean, here's the thing, right? I think for Mongols overall, Josh, Kev, and Mike love talking to each other steve and i love talking to each other and you and liz love talking to each other so i think we've just decided we all just need to record our conversations and put them out for the public to see yeah i mean why not i guess there's nothing better we could do with our time but i do edit them i try and make them a, a little bit more uh you know easy to listen to but yeah i, I don't know it's exciting i enjoy it um yeah, I think you'll learn something. Um, yeah, so yeah. listen to Soccer Better. And if you want Liz unedited, then you can listen to the, the full 90 whenever we get back to having games with fans. Yeah, speaking of games, we have a game coming speaking up. Speaking of games, yes. Uh, so this weekend, 
the Riverhounds uh, are taking on Indy 11, who we tragically lost to a couple weeks ago. And unfortunately, this game we have to watch on that horrific football field in Indianapolis. You got any thoughts on this game? Wait, I thought they got a new field, or they're building a new field. They're they're pretending to build a new field. Oh, God. I really don't want to watch that. I mean, listen, when they lost to Indy, we were visiting our family, and I, like, tried to be really civil during the game, because, I mean, they lost both games when we were on... Yes. Yeah. They lo- Oh, gosh. Anyway, but we're home now, so maybe that's why they lost, because we were away... But our presence is back in Pittsburgh as the fortress that supports the Riverhounds. Is is that how it works? Sure. I mean, okay. maybe. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, Indy. I don't know. Like, you know, someone has to mark Pasher for more than ninety four minutes. I mean, okay, but like Danny Rivera did a pretty good job last game keeping him quiet for ninety six minutes of ninety five and a half minutes of the ninety six minutes we played that game. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and I think, I don't know, I remember, I remember playing in in high school and, you know, there were always the, like, key strikers that you had to watch out for. But, you know, whether we like it or not, right, it's not one player that makes a team unless you're Lionel Messi and then it is, but even he doesn't, like, make the team, right? Like, you need the, like, you need your Iniesta to make Messi as good as he is. And so... Um, it has to be a team effort. So yeah, I mean, I think that's the key for this game is it's got to be it's got to be a team effort and it's got to be. I mean, you're looking at t- right two of the titans of USL. It's it's two of these teams who have great coaches, have a lot of good players, um, are equipped to make deep runs into however long this season goes. Um, and so it, it's, it's always bound to be a tough game. And anytime you go on the road, it's going to be tough. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that we we face Indy at the beginning of a week where we have three games and not the middle of a week. So that's, that's one good piece of this. But it's obviously going to be a tough game. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and I think, I think that's something that, you know, I know historically we've seen with the Riverhounds that they've underestimated teams or maybe overestimated some teams. But more likely, you know, for teams that we just, you know, think we're better than we, you know, kind of sit back and not really do anything. And I'm not saying that they did that with Indy, but, you know, I think it really, you know, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this the very first time I was on Mongols, however long ago that was, two years ago. <laughs> Um, what a mistake it was for for Mike to invite me on Mongols because look what he's created. But um, this is your fault, Mike. But um, no, but I mean, it really is a mental game. And I think Lily has gotten these players to a place where the mental game is better. But it's not just 90 minutes, right? It's 90 minutes plus the water breaks, plus the ridiculous number of injury minutes, plus everything else. Um, and so... You know, and I'm not putting this on one player. I'm not putting the the indie loss on one player. But I'm. But what I'm saying is that is it takes all. You know, you have to play all the minutes. However many minutes there happens to be, you have to play them all. And I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why um, Ray Lee started this past week was because of his mental fortitude and 
just being, you know, there. I'm not saying that's a reason that he started, but maybe. I don't know, because he has been around for longer. No, obviously, he's a professional. He's been around for several years. He's played under Lily for several years, so he knows the system. He can come in, he can play it the way that Bob wants him to play it, and he knows how to professionally see out a game, you know. So, I, I mean, yeah, I think that definitely is part of it. Um, well, I have something else. Go ahead. I So, for those of you who aren't Patreon supporters, I... So, I finally signed us up to be Patreon supporters of Mongols, which feels a little, like, circular, but that's okay, because I just wanted to listen to whatever they were saying after the show. Like, I, I was just so curious. And the after show that they had for this past, like, this past Monday was hilarious. I just felt, you know, like, Mike posed, or Kevin poses this question and then Mike poses another question, and then Kevin refuses to answer it and answers whatever other question he... Like, it's like Kevin is like a um, hidden politician. He just doesn't answer questions. Anyway, I would just encourage everyone to go and li- and sign up to be a Patreon subscriber just to, like, hear the after show. I think it's great content that, um, you know, support the show. You can support for a dollar a month. But... Um, I, I was thinking of topics that would be interesting for the after show. And I was thinking about, like, rules that we think will continue in, like, the post-COVID U.S. soccer. And, like, talking about, like, the five substitutions. We don't have to talk about it right now because I really don't think people want to listen to me ramble about it. But it would be an interesting after show topic. But if people have other after show topics, you should definitely tweet them to us and then become a Patreon subscriber so you can listen to us talk about them. Yes. This, this, however, is the preview show. <laughs> just, this, just kidding. Yes, this is the this preview, is the preview show, show. Not the after show. And not we're not an after, after show, show commercial either. I know, but, but I just thought people would want to uh, know no, for sure. how interesting for it sure. was. For sure. And it's only a dollar a month. And here's the thing, though, too. Like, we try to, every year, do fun stuff for our Patreon supporters. So, like, you may not realize that. Like, we, we say on the show all the time, like, hey, dollar a month, it's not that expensive. And, I mean, what that helps us with is, like, the, like, storage space and all that kind of stuff so that we can actually keep releasing our podcast. But we also, like, any of the extra money that we get from that that we don't need for some of that stuff, we also try to, like, give that back to you guys with fun stuff. So, like, I don't know, a couple years ago when we had the Mongol socks, like, Patreon supporters got a pair of those for free. Um, you know, and, and, and different things like that that we try to do to, like, give back to you guys as a thank you for listening to our shows. Yes. I would also like to just point out that, like, no one is making money off of this no. show. No, And I, I, I don't think I realized that. Like, when I started listening to Mongols a long time ago, this is, like, going on and on and Justin is rolling his eyes at me. But, like, when I started listening, I was like, oh... This is what they do for a living. I mean, I didn't think that, but I was like, oh, okay, they're, like, making money off of this. No, they're not making any money off of it. That would be great if we made money. I would like to quit my day job and be a stay-at-home soccer listener and podcaster, but that's not happening. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it all goes back into the community, and that community supports the Riverhounds, who are going to beat Indy this weekend, and it's going to be great. Way to... Way to bring that one back around. I, see, I'm always bringing it back. All right, so so before I let you go and bring in a special guest, 
I'm not bringing anybody anywhere because of COVID, but before I quote unquote bring in a special guest, uh, just a couple rapid fire questions that are coming off the top of my head right now. Oh gosh. Uh, so 2020 Riverhounds, obviously I think you at times on the, on the shows that you have been on have been dubbed as the cynical one. So, what do you think of this team? How? What is kind of your impressions overall as this team is six games into a 16-game season? I mean, they could be better, I think, is like my overall... No, I mean, I think, right? That like, would be her answer every time. <laughs> 30, 32 games into our 34-game season last year, we could have asked her, what do you think of this team? And they could have been better. Could have been better. I mean, I think... I mean, I'm happy with what I'm seeing overall. I think, you know, I... I mean, certainly I think the first, like, game or two, they were really rusty. And I, you know, people, I think the talent is there. And I think, you know, the the guys on the main show have made that comment many times, right? The talent is there. We can see the talent. But, like, just because you have the talent, right, just because Lionel Messi, I'm going to bring it back to Messi, just because Messi is on your team, just because Cristiano Ronaldo is on your team, oops, who's out of Champions League, doesn't mean you win everything. So, like, you can have the talent, but the talent has to execute. It has to become a mental game. You have to have the endurance. And so, um, you know, I, I, th- I mean, I think we're doing fine. I'm glad that we haven't had any draws, right? We haven't had any draws. No, we've not had any draws. Like, I'm happy to see that. I'm so sick of draws. So, like, I'd rather lose a game than draw a game. That may, That's probably not true. But I really don't like draws, so. No, 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 she doesn't. This is not That's... very rapid fire. No, no, no. Well, it's 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 really fine. Uh, what is a what is a bright spot for you this season, or what's some of the things that you're looking at, excited about? I am thrilled that we have a goalkeeper that our team trusts. And Come let us. me, yes, let me let let me um, expand on that for just a moment because I am not taking anything away from our previous keepers. Did they have issues? Yes, they did. But here's the thing about goalkeepers. Your defense, your midfield, your team has to trust you. And, like, that is, like, you can be, like, a mediocre keeper and your team trusts you, trusts you, and then it makes a world of difference. So, for me, like, yes, the skill is is improved over last year, the past couple seasons, but I think the trust that I see between the midfield and the back line and the goalkeeper um, has been such a pleasant surprise and, and has been a bright spot for me. I'm going to try this as oh, a transition no. piece. <laughs> but tell me about a player that's impressed you oh, God. this season. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to set you up here. Oh, I think a player that has really impressed me has been myself. No, um... I think Danny Griffin has been just, like, super impressive to me. I also think that, like, Bob Lilly is, like, the 12th member of the team because he's, like, virtually on the field most of the game. Um, But, yeah, no, Danny Griffin has been, like, such, um, you know, and and people are like, oh, like, Danny Griffin this season is, like, Robbie Mertz last season. And while I do think there are some parallels there, like, I think he's just been, like, pretty amazing. Speaking of Danny Griffin, uh, I, Laura Ellen, thanks for joining me. Thanks for being with me tonight in the absence of Steve. Steve will be back with us next week. You might be very thankful for that. Ouch. 
you might not. You might have liked Laura Ellen better than Steve too. So please let us know if that's the case. We could do a <laughs> poll maybe. But I I have two things to say, three things to say. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Those are those are good things to say. Uh, but speaking of Danny Griffin, I actually got a chance to sit down with him this week to kind of talk about his uh, start with the Hounds in USL and uh, kind of what he's been thinking about this season, what he's been learning. Um, and we even touched a little bit on his favorite music and TV shows and, and that sort of thing. So check this interview with Danny Griffin out. And other than that, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Danny Griffin is with us here tonight on the Mongols preview show. Danny, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing doing great. Doing great. Glad you were able to join us. Uh, it's been fun seeing you out on the field this year. And uh, so we just wanted to bring you in and get a chance to get to know you a little bit and um, kind of let Hounds get a chance uh, to kind of see inside Danny Griffin's mind a little bit. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, hey, let's start back at the beginning just a little bit like Tell us about how you, like, where where you grew up, how you got into soccer, how you realized you were good at soccer, all that kind of stuff. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your beginning. All righty. So, um, I was born in Springfield, Mass., actually. Uh, so, that's where I first uh, picked up playing soccer, probably around, like, three or four. Uh, I know in preschool I started playing for uh, my school, Lady of Hope. Um, and... I mean, I instantly fell in love with the game. Like, I, I loved it. I always wanted to play it. My dad would always take me to the park uh, to play. Uh, they, my parents had me involved in a lot of sports. So, I, like, I also played basketball. And then we actually moved to Connecticut when I was six. So, that's when I uh, joined Oakwood. And from there on, like, just them helping my development in the game. And uh, every weekend having games at Oakwood, I, I think my dad would – uh, I'd have like an eight o'clock game and he'd get me there for seven and he'd stay there in the stands basically till one. Cause I'd play in like the seven o'clock game, the eight o'clock game, the nine o'clock game. And I'd ask the other team, Oh, you guys need a player playing the 10 o'clock game. And my dad would just stick there the whole time until finally go home for lunch or something around then. But yeah, I mean, soccer's always been big to me. Huge. I mean, it's, it's the game I love. Uh, I also, surprisingly, not many people know I played baseball up until eighth grade. So that was like my, my second favorite sport. Um, but then once it came uh, to high school, like I made the decision that I was, I was only going to be soccer. Sweet. Sweet. So you mentioned Oakwood, uh, Oakwood Soccer Club, um, that you kind of were there from, you know, pretty early age. But then I saw you, uh, you, you actually captained them, uh, maybe your senior year of high school or so. What was yeah. that like and, and kind of how do you, um, you know, maybe a little bit, tell us a little bit about Oakwood and, and kind of your experience there, but then also a little bit about, I was wondering just how you view captaincy. And I guess like that, that's an interesting concept that I think maybe a lot of people who are outside of soccer teams uh, kind of understand the dynamics there. And, and, and I know you're a youth player, but what does captaincy look like for you and what did that mean for you? I mean, so Oakwood is like my hometown club. It's 15 minutes for me. Um, just to give a little background, like pretty much was a second home to me where I was close with the coaching staff. Uh, it was like a family to me. Uh, I spent most of my day there at Oakwood, whether I was early for practice training, staying after, coaching with the younger groups, uh, clinics, stuff like that. 
Um, and then once I, yeah, I always, I always played up um, since I was 12. I always played on the older team. So I played, uh, I'm a 98, so I played with the 96s and 97s. And finally, my senior year, I was with the 98s, uh, with my actual age group. And that was the year um, uh, the coach asked me to be the captain. And honestly, for me, it was, it was an honor for me. So, you know, this is my hometown club. Uh, but it was also, like, a big responsibility. And I, I love to carry that responsibility with me. Um, you know, you have the connection between the players and the coach. You know, the coach is looking at you to be not only accountable for your game, but also be accountable for making the players around you better. So it's, it's a huge role. It's a huge privilege. Um, it's definitely something that I'm very proud of and enjoy. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, and then I guess you went on to Providence College, played there for four years. Tell us a little bit about your college experience. Um, yeah, what did the college team look like for you? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, um, you know, we had some – we had good teams there. Good coaching staff, uh, Craig Stewart and uh, John Mark Andre and uh, Dave DeMello and Carl Spratt. You know, they're guys that made uh, my time there very special. Um, I think I met uh, my head coach. Uh, I actually met him. He was uh, the national scout for uh, New England. So he coached me a little bit, like, during those uh, market trainings. And so that's when I met him. And. I pretty much knew I wanted to go to Providence, so I didn't really apply for any other schools. Um, I knew right there that I wanted to be there. And uh, the teams we had, like my freshman year going to the lead Eight, you know, being in the NCAA tournament, and then my senior year going to the Sweet 16, or just those games, like late winners, uh, beating Maryland 5-4, being down 4-1, like those are games that – I'll always remember and good experiences for my development and growth uh, in this game. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so coming to this year, uh, coming out of Providence, you got drafted by Columbus, um, like over there and now you're here. How, what was that process like the draft, the, you know, and then, and then even getting let go and then being picked up by the hounds. How did, how did that all happen? Uh, so it was, it was a exciting process, you know, just going through it with, uh, my parents, my family, uh, my friends, my agent. Um, so it was, it was nice uh, to get drafted and went to preseason with Columbus, a very good team. Uh, it was a good experience and good to be in with those, with those uh, level of players. Um, uh, once I was let go, I came home and was just working out right away. I was home for, I think, maybe two, three days. Uh, once I flew back from that preseason and then I ended up going to preseason with another USL team. Um, and I was there for maybe four days and they liked me, but as soon as my agent uh, called me and said like, Hey, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds and Bob Lilly want to take a look at you. And I was like, yeah, I want, I want to go to Pittsburgh. So I actually flew from there right into Pittsburgh. And that's, that's where I stayed. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's the way Bob does things. You know, he's got to get the players he wants from the teams he wants them from. So that's good. Um, What's your first year, you know, obviously first year in USL, what's the difference between the college game and then kind of what are you, what are you learning this year? Like, what is, what is it 
you know, mean to be playing at the USL level? And, and what are you learning about your game, about yourself, about the way that soccer is played? Kind of what are you learning this year? Oh, uh, yeah, so it's definitely, definitely different level, um, more demanding, not only physically, but mentally, you know, it's being at a professional level, it's a lot more thinking behind it. Um, I think the environment that we have and that players have and the coaching staff creates is just very competitive and pushes you. And I think a lot, this first year, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm happy to be here. Uh, obviously, it's different, you know, with the pandemic going on. Um, so it's not a – we don't get the full, I don't know, 32-game season. But to have these games and to compete and see the different teams and the game plans going into it, it's, it's nice and enjoyable. And definitely, I think what I've learned so far is just – or learned about myself is just – I've grown like having better spatial awareness, better movement off the ball is better than what it was in college. You know, in college as a midfielder, I could, you know, check back in, like be relaxed on the ball and like stuff I could get away with in college. I learned quickly. I, I wouldn't get away with here. And uh, Bob Lilly has an eye for everything and eye for those details that will make me better. And uh, I truly enjoy it. And I feel like I'm getting better here and, just want to every day use that as an opportunity to get better. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know, you know, I, I mean, we have our thoughts, I think as a podcast and, and as supporters groups and stuff like that, you know, we have our thoughts about Bob and kind of our impression about Bob. You got a couple, a couple thoughts in your impression of Bob coming into to Riverhounds camp. Yeah. I mean, my agent let me know right away. He's intense. He's demanding, but it's really everything I want in the coach. You know, it's what I look for. I want a coach who's going to, who's going to push me to get better, who's, who's not going to let me be complacent, who's hungry to win games. You know, his soccer IQ is up there and he's well-respected in the league and he's earned it. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy playing for him and I feel like I've, I've learned so much in this little time being here so far and I'm just happy to learn more from him. Yeah. Um, so, a couple of weeks ago at a press conference, I asked him about a specific play that you made. Uh, and he talked about it as the best pass that he's seen all year on the Hounds and maybe even the last three years that he's been coaching in Pittsburgh. But it was that through ball uh, to Kenny that Kenny, you know, was able to turn back to Steven for a goal. Can you tell me a little bit about that play and kind of what you were thinking? I mean, that's, that's high praise from Bob, I think. Um, in, in, my, in my experience with Bob, that's high praise. So can you tell me a little bit about that play and kind of what you remember seeing on the field that day? Uh, so I remember we were high up the field. Uh, we were pressing in our shape. And as soon as the ball turned over, it turned to me. And I took my first touch forward and we had good numbers. So I was like, we're going to go right away. So as soon as I took my first touch, Kenny was in a great position and got on his horse, started making that run already. And I saw that the defender was like anxious to step. Like, just thought I was going to play the simple ball and just pass, like, lead Kenny on. And as soon as I saw him, like, bite a little bit, I just disguised it and played in behind. And great for Kenny to get onto it and great ball into Steven. Glad to get the goal. Yeah, that was a, that was a super good ball. Even from this, even from on TV that day, I was like, oh, wow, that was a good, <laughs> that was a, that was a good pass. Thank you. Um, 
what what is helping you i mean obviously you've had some early success in in usl i mean six games six games in um you know you've had a couple assists you've gotten a goal um you've had some early success what what's helping you be successful this year definitely just the the trust that the coaching staff has in me the trust that my teammates have in me um you know we're, we're a tight group and just every day that it's the environment of pushing each other, competing, you know, we have a competitive group um, and just that hunger for winning and has really just helped push me to be better. And, you know, I think having, you know, Bob as a coach that really knows the game and can really see all different aspects, you know, defending as a unit, attacking the spaces you need to take up and the spaces you need to occupy has really helped my game. Cool. Um, I, as, as I was just thinking about this interview, I was thinking, you know, obviously Robbie Mertz is a year, a, a year ahead of you, but you guys are kind of similar players kind of on the same track. You know, I, I would say Robbie was kind of right about where you were a year ago and, and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then you've got Kenny Forbes, a legend of the USL um, kind of playing in your midfield as well. What's it like been playing in the midfield with those guys and, and what are you learning from, from both of them? Uh, it's great. I mean, we have a good relationship. I mean, Robbie is a very energetic, like covers a lot of ground is all like you saw in the game uh, against Red Bull, like covers a lot of space up and down all, all parts of the field. So it's great to have that person in there that's just buzzing around. Um, you know, Kenny, just the things he does on the ball, his, his calmness and like, just, he's a true, he's a true leader. Like, he's calm on the ball. He knows what plays to make and it's good to play in the midfield with both of them. And the more we get to know each other and the more like we know where they're going to be clearing space for each other and know where that person's going to be to where you want to play them. Like Kenny making that run. Um, definitely is a good relationship to have and it's, and it's growing. You know? Awesome. Cool. Well, it's fun to hear you talk, you know, just, just about the team and, and the ways you're growing and, and we've had fun, um, you know, watching you grow and, and watching you've, you, you know, you've been impressive over the past couple of weeks. So um glad to hear kind of, kind of your thoughts on that. I have a couple more just like quick questions, get to know you type questions. Um, how has Pittsburgh been and what's it been like kind of moving into Pittsburgh during, during a health pandemic and, and all of that kind of stuff? Have you been able to explore it all or kind of see the city or discovered anything fun? Yeah, no, uh, Pittsburgh's great. I mean, I haven't, I didn't know too much about Pittsburgh before coming here. Uh, I, I never, I never been, like I've been to Pennsylvania, but I never been to Pittsburgh. Um, but I, I liked it a lot. Obviously with the pandemic going on at first, it, you couldn't really, I mean, we're being cautious. So I didn't really leave my apartment. Um, I mean, even now when it's not like we're eating out at restaurants or anything, but I did get to go, I've been to Ohio Pile, doing some hiking with some nice. of the guys. And I've been to Point Park, going around that that fountain area. Um, so I, I do I do love the city. I mean, it's a beautiful backdrop, having like three stadiums right there, the the buildings behind it, the the river, the bridges. So there there have been a couple of days where I just walked around with a couple of teammates just to explore uh, like Color Park and different things. So I definitely am enjoying it, you know, as much as I can. Um, while also being safe and you know, preparing for our games every day. Yeah. yeah, well, hopefully this 
pandemic will get under control and you'll be able to explore it a little bit more, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Tell me about your favorite soccer team or the teams that you've watched or the teams that you follow. So obviously Pittsburgh Riverhounds is my favorite, but other than Pittsburgh, I support PSG. So, you know, I'm happy with the win today, beating Atlanta 2-1. You know, it had me nervous for a little bit, but I'm glad they came through. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Neymar fan. Okay. Um, is that – is he a player that you, like, kind of model your game after? Are there other players that you watch that you kind of model your game after as you try to think about how you want to play the game? Uh, Neymar is definitely one of them. Uh, I, like, love his ability to take on players and his awareness and dribble. He's just he's – he's his talent is unbelievable. Um, definitely, like, I like to watch a lot of English Premier League. So Kevin De Bruyne for me is one of my is my favorite mid, midfielder. Um, just his spatial awareness, his ability for passing and shooting is is unreal. So those are, those are definitely players I like to watch a lot and look at and see what I can pick up. Cool, cool. Uh, what is your favorite music? Like, what what do you listen to? Um, I definitely listen to a lot of Latin, Hispanic music. Nice. Uh, I also enjoy like hip hop. Um, I like like a variety of everything, kinda. Are um, you a like pregame music person? Do you like have the headphones on pregame, or are you like a locker room talk type person? No, uh, yeah, I have I have the music on. Have okay. my headphones on the bus and then. So, so my question is, what's the most embarrassing song on that list? Um, I don't know actually. I'd have to look right now. Uh, Probably, I don't know. I like like I kind of like EDM a little bit sometimes. Okay. You know, it gets you know it gets the heartbeat up, the heart rate up. Um, the most embarrassing song, maybe you got it bad by Usher. Oh, there you go, there you go. A little throwback, a little throwback, yeah, throwback song there. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we asked. I I'm a part of another podcast that that covers the Philadelphia Union. We asked Mark McKenzie several weeks ago and he wouldn't give us an answer. So oh, he was. it's good. I press it. I'm glad that you at least gave us an answer. So that's good. Uh, what do you, what do you watch? Movies, TV shows, what's your favorite kind of things to, to watch? Um, a lot of Netflix actually. Um, I like, I like movies more. Okay. But, uh, definitely. I, one of the shows I picked up on since being here, uh, La Casa del Papel. Okay. And that's definitely my favorite right now. Okay. What's your favorite movie or what's the best movie you've seen lately? Um, I'm a big Star Wars and Marvel guy. Okay. So probably the most recent would be uh, Endgame, probably. Nice. That's like my f- favorite movie right now. Um, trying to think of anything recently. Uh, not too much recently yeah no probably yeah one of those marvel movies or star wars movies for sure awesome well thanks for thanks for joining us anything you want to uh, say to the riverhounds fans i know we can't exactly be there in the stands this you know right now but anything you want to say to riverhounds fans right now no i just just thank you and we appreciate your support and you know you guys are there on the field with us even though you can't physically be be there i mean we feel your presence and we hope you guys can be there. Uh, hope we can get you guys in as soon as possible. 
while keeping everyone safe. Hope you guys are all staying healthy and safe and uh, look forward to the next game. Cool. Cool. Well, really thanks for joining us. Um, good luck against Indy this weekend and uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great day, man. Have a good one.